Are we, are we good to go? Are you picked your thing, Dave? Hang on, hang on, let's look, close me patio what? doors. What a live, are we? Okay. No, right, okay. Where's he going? Hey, he's gone. Marvland. Where's he gone? Just when we start. Just in time for another savoury slice. Bloody overlord. I've only got one left. Quick suck. What is it? I noticed you waving it about. That's because Mally won. It's a chicken and chorizo empanada. It had a yellow sticker on it from Marks and Spencer's. It's reduced. £1.08. From £3.30 to £1.08. Hence why I bought it, really. Well past its sell-by date. Yeah. That's be me soon. First of March. Be me after Sunday. This should be the start of the video, like the other week. I think that's we should start with this now. And then well, just why go not? St- we might yeah. as well. We might as well. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. as if we're professional. This week on the Photography <gasps> Podcast. Am I, am I? Am I on? Do we have to go through all this again this week? No, no you're, you're not, not on. on. Right. You're not on. Shut up. Oh. Is, Dave's gonna, on. is there a point where I'm actually going to be on? You're on. No, you went off early. All of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, shut up, Gary, you talk. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> right. Blah, 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 blah. Right, okay. Good. sense already. Yeah. More sense than normal, actually. Right, right I'm just going to I'm just gonna do it like that because it's so much easier. Right, good evening. Uh, uh, hello, welcome to this week's podcast. What are we now? Episode 17, I think. Um, hopefully we'll get through this evening because I've already had a few Wi-Fi issues and since I'm recording it, it could cut at any point so i do apologize for that um yeah what we've been up to this week guys anyone got anything to tell us well david has go on dave come on depress, depress us all with your your wonderful day I, I i took a day off work i i phoned my major clients and said i won't be around on friday and they said why is that i said none of your damn business and i went up a mountain this morning for sunrise fantastic absolutely fantastic I'm, I'm shagged out now in fact I'm amazed that I've made it here but it was it's been a great day couldn't fault it and then you end up in a pub with your mates brilliant perfect talk us through it Dave what was the route like okay it was hard I won't lie it was hard I had to stop a lot I had many micro breaks and quite a few macro breaks a um, couple of panorama breaks but uh, yeah, I, so I climbed a garn on the Nantla Ridge, and it's like that most of the way up. It, it's you, you're virtually scrambling uh, a lot of the way, and I thought to myself, what, what the hell am I doing? I'm too old for this nonsense. But when I got at the top, it was fantastic, and uh, I don't know, it's just what I live for. Brilliant. Couldn't did fault you, it. Did you struggle? Um, but obviously, as as most of us have had such a long layoff. Did you, did you have your fell legs on today or not? To be fair, yeah, I, I got lucky because having gone out a couple of weeks ago up the top end of Dinorwig, I was kind of back on form, so it wasn't as difficult as it would have been under normal circumstances. But uh, I wouldn't have tackled the ridge after going up there because if I was going all the way along the ridge, I'd want to be a lot fitter than I am at the moment. Sort of like me, like my level of fitness, you mean? As almost as good as that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry, guys. How wide's the ridge, David? Is it? Uh, it's 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 like that in places. Ooh. It's kind of there are bits of it that are very much like Kribgorch. Not a lot of it, but some. So you, you you're on a, a rock, and and this side is a sheer drop, and so is this side. Don't tell him. Don't. I know it's it's flat as a pancake, mate. You can picture you can picture a, a, a big top up there. No trouble. 
You'll be Are fine. Are we talking Ali. about getting money? Yeah, up you'll there be fine. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about all going up there, wasn't we? I Doing some wild camping. No, I thought that <laughs> put was me the off. glitters. I thought the glitters. We was on about glitters, weren't we? Did you want to do the glitters? Well, it's it's, it's plenty room on top, isn't there? Yeah. Getting up there. Yeah, but what's it like getting up there in the first place? But again, it's it's not steep, is it? We're going via Trifan, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just hop, mountain no, hop over. Definitely not. Start off at Penarol when, hop over to Trifan and then up to the Glivers. Yeah. <laughs> big steps. Yeah. Very big steps. You have steps. to go through the kitchen to get there. Yeah. You can, yes. But uh, the thing is, as with most of these locations, there are routes that don't involve precipices and really uh-huh. steep climbs. They might be longer, but they'll be more gentle. So <laughs> it's just a matter of you know, play into your strengths or weaknesses, oh. however you want to couch it. But there are options. I mean, you know, we we have we have uh, we have a guide if anyone's coming up this neck of the woods. Well, lovely. I'm, I'm, I hope everyone's enjoying us making plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and welcome to the yeah. podcast. Yeah, talk amongst yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Come along. <laughs> no, but come on. Every week, it's just like people tune in and they're just earwigging a bunch of nutters gassing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's all we do. Oh, talking, <laughs> talking of gassing, talking of gassing. This oh, yes. Yeah. Nice there. link. Yeah, yeah. So nice link. This, this is why you're in charge, Gary. Uh, yeah. some new Someone. gear, Gary. Well, slip not, it in, not, slip it isn't in. me, isn't me actually I was going to talk about, although I have got a oh. nice little, uh, it actually arrived at my little Sony. Oh, so look at that. Like that. <gasps> that's not, a thing of beauty, mate, oh, that is. Oh, that's lovely. But we don't want to talk about me, right? What we want to talk about is Darren. Uh, uh, honestly, I think on. this is going to be a huge anti-climax. I, so I think care. you're, okay, go on, go so, on. So, so basically, Darren posted uh, a cryptic picture on our chat group. Uh, when was it yesterday? I think it was yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Of, of, a, of a, a little brown box in his car and him saying, you know, well, I've got gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah, it was. It's big, isn't it? It's big. It's bigger than I thought. It's empty. But he didn't tell us anything else at all. So we have absolutely no idea of what was in that box. So but the only reason I didn't say, because I took a picture just before I set off and, and, and I drove home for half an hour just watching all of your comments tumble down which quite amused me actually but yeah so you wanted to guess what I what I bought yeah but there's a specific way hold we up, have to guess James we've got to play a game hold though, yeah? hold yeah. Oh, okay. we, we need a title so, for it what's in Darren's dirty brown box <laughs> and it's not a watch <laughs> <laughs> so the game is this are we ready are we ready for the game yeah so we're going to start each participant go uh, asks a question and carries on asking the question until the answer to that question is a no. Yeah. So you can only ask a question at least either a yes or a no. And the winner is obviously the person who guesses right. Okay. So um how specific do we need to be to be right? Can it be like you know, does it have to be like a brand if it's a thing or does it can it just be the item? So am I complex am I making it a bit too (laughs) complex? Yeah, you've gone. (laughs) Shut up Jamie (laughs) So turn up to Darren as he has the answers. I'll tell you what, I'll kick off, yeah? All right, go on. Go on. I'll go first. Is it photography related? Yes. Is it black? It is black. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> is it anything There's to no do batteries. With... And it's is it not... anything to do with memory? 
No. Right, Jamie, you're next. Uh, okay. So it's photography related and it's black. Is it a holdall for something? No. Did you think the size of the box? Yeah. It could be for a small thing. For a midget, for a midget, a midget. <laughs> yeah. Mally, you're next. Can you twist it? You can twist it. Ooh. Has it got grip? It's got grippage. Loads of oh. grippage. But very does smooth it, grippage. Does Just a yes have, or a no, Darren. Oh, sorry, yes, yes. Does it have an aperture value? Might have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm panicking now. It's an F. It's, I'm not, no, I'm not going to guess. Oh, oh, it, oh. I, I'm not going to guess. You're letting it build, let it build. Soon. Let it build. I don't want to be, you know. You want to peak too early. As the wife's always telling me. Slow down. <laughs> Any minute now, it can become it's, no, it's, it's important. This it's it important is. because I don't want to spoil it. Does it have a lens cap? <laughs> <laughs> it does have a lens cap. Oh. Is it a prime lens? No, Dave. That's a good guess, though. Is it a telephoto lens? <laughs> No. Oh, oh, well, um, well, I don't know. Oh, are it? we getting a bit too specific? Yeah. Not my next oh, question. See, what was I saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, it's a lens. It is a lens. It's yes. A, yes, no, come on. Sorry, sorry, I'm forgetting the rules. Is it, is it a zoom lens? Yes. That's what Dave said. I know. No, no it's a telephoto. So when when is a, a tele is a telephoto oh, well, a zoom, is seven standard lens two hundred, isn't it? A, a wider angle or a zoom a standard camera zoom lens. Okay. 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 Good point. Uh, okay. Is it a Sony lens? It is. Does it start with twenty four millimeters? It <gasps> does. Does it end at one hundred and five millimeters? It does. Oh, oh, oh straight on the button. It takes well on the done. lens. Well, is well the, don't get it. <laughs> Is it the F4? Yeah. Is it the 24, 24 to 105 F4? It is the, it is the, yeah, the F, nice. FE 24 to 105 G-O-S-S, the GOSS. When it says G, one, is that right? the L equivalent to Canon, by the way? Um, is it? Oh, no. Well, the G Master no. is, I think, perhaps the, the Sony's top of the range. Uh, but they don't do that. I mean, my 200 to 600 is a G, not a G Master. And personally, I think it's just as sharp as my 100 to 400, which is a G Master. I've read, some, I've read some very, very encouraging reports about that lens. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I used to have the, 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 in my Canon days, the 24 to 70 and then the 70 to 200. But I've bought the 100 to um, 400. And and then I was using my 24 to 70 Canon. And I know it doesn't sound a lot, that kind of 30 mil, that kind of 70 to, to 100 mil, but it really was. I really found myself struggling at times that I just thought, oh, I just needed something to bridge that gap. Mm. Yeah. Good and range Darren, good range. And as you guys kind of know that, you know, I've, I've sold my last piece of astronomy equipment um, and I just thought, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it, and that means I've got now four 
Sony native lenses all the way from 16mm up to 600 so that's me totally covered now uh, can we advertise products on the podcast <laughs> what, 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 what I'm you selling sell? two kites if anyone wants a stunt kite it's three metres and I've got a <laughs> I've got another big kite as well this is like Mali Bay yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a fridge freezer and an old tyre do you know what the Lumix I got today it had the twenty-four to one or five in it? Did it? And and I actually thought it's quite a ni- it's quite a nice range that. But yeah, it, it won't be as. That's good what as I'm as getting as well. Twenty-four one or five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But four F four. four to seven point one. When do you get your new camera, James? Uh, end of August. Oh, end of August. Yeah, looking forward to it very much. Mm. Did you, you borrow Lumix then, Mally? Have you borrowed a Lumix? No, I did no. that that trial thing. Um, I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. Uh, they didn't get back to me last time. Tried it this time. It was just to see how it felt. Just a different system, and uh, I won't be. No, I, I, too heavy. Uh, for what you're getting, comparing to my Nikon, which is a 2014 camera, um, it's not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to rush out. I'm, I'm going to wait till my Nikon dies, and then I'm going to stick with Nikon simple as that it's a good camera amazing technology all the bells and whistles everything's going you know wow but nah not worth it sorry i was just saying it's surprising uh, how heavy it is isn't it that it was list. heavy really so i did a test with the f4 7200 and the nikon the f4 7200 i put them both side by side and picked them up uh, I didn't want to weigh them. I just wanted to physically just, you know, have a cup like that. And, uh, yeah, the significant, yeah, there was a significant weight in the uh, in the Lumix. Lovely camera. The, the, lovely camera, but I've got to say, looking through the Nikon Z6 EVF is very good. Now, it could be a setting on the Lumix, but I found it a little bit, contrasty a bit difficult now you guys have got the Sony and the EVF is second to none isn't it so you were your 24 to 105 there you're just going to be seeing it not on mine actually my my, my EVF and um, screen on the back are nowhere near as good as Darren's on the A7R3 and I don't think mine is as good as the um, as a DSLR Ooh, <clears throat> really? I mean the images nothing wrong with the images that it takes but it, I don't think you know that, that on a DSLR you get a true representation of, of what you're actually looking through on the you know through the viewfinder mm-hmm. but obviously with mirrorless it's a digital viewfinder what does Ollie so, think it Connor what do you think David with yours because you're EVF aren't I you? must admit uh, I was a bit concerned when I switched over because I hadn't even looked at an EVF I didn't go to a camera shop and go, show me an EVF, let me have a look. So I went straight from DSLR, went to the camera shop, dropped X thousand pounds and came home with it. So the first time I saw it was when I pointed it out the window and thought, well, let's have a look at this. But to be fair, I love it. I I've never once looked at it and thought, oh yeah, well, this isn't really cutting the mustard. I mean, first off, it's still using the same glass and you're still looking through the lens. Second off, when you get home and put an image on your computer, well, you're putting an image on your computer. So, you know, the fact that I'm not actually seeing the light bounce off a mirror or through a prism, 
it's kind of irrelevant. It, you know, I, I accept if you've got a crappy EVF, that would be a problem. But I, I never once looked at it and thought, oh, this isn't working for me, which is a bit of luck, because if it was rubbish, I'd yeah. have been back to the camera shop saying, excuse me, can I exchange this? But luckily, I didn't have to. Yeah, I got put off early doors with the Fuji X-T1. I know it's an X-T1. First time I ever looked through an EVF. And I was like, oh my God, what's this staggering, stuttering malarkey? What's all that about? But it is quite an old camera. Advanced since then. Yeah. yeah. But then again, I mean, the, the tech in mine is quite old. It's mm. certainly not, you know, cutting edge. I, I just never really looked at it and thought, oh, that doesn't work for me. I got lucky. Yeah, after being spoilt with the Z6 and looking through that and then looking through, sorry Lumix, but I didn't... Do you think though the more you, you use your Lumix, you might... Yeah, it's only how, how been long a have day. You got it, how long have you got it for? Two it's weeks? It's been a day, but it, it, I've got it for two weeks, yeah. yeah. So, so can you just run. like borrow one? Is that how it works? So it was a thing popped up on Twitter saying drop your name and get in touch if you want to trial a Lumix S1. Well, I've told you guys, I'd, I'd, I'd been looking at S1. So, for, has it got Tom Peter's fingerprints on it? Wait, it, it could have the cheese of Tom on. <laughs> to be fair though, the one that came looks mint. It, it looks brand spanking new. First thing I did was take the cap off to see how close the, the mirror, you know, the uh, sensor is. And I was like, oh my God, it's like right there. You took the cap off and the sensors there, and scary. it was not It's scary, mad. isn't it? Yeah, really scary. <clears> I <throat> noticed that yesterday. I, I, I claim the M50 for the first time. I noticed it's right there in front yeah. of you. But I think your new camera, James, I think, is that not a shutter? The, the, the Canon? Yeah, it automatically the, the, shuts down yeah. once you re remove the lens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so I was going to say. Well, apparently, Dave, well, the, uh, uh, sorry, um, Darren, the, uh, the A9 has just had a firmware update where it does shut the the front shutter the front uh, curtain down oh, does so it? they reckon that they, they're going to hopefully Roll like out. disseminate that out to all of the other cameras so hopefully there will be a firmware update at some point where when you open it up it will have the front curtain shut down that's, that's good so, so it's so it's kind of like a long term test drive where you you know you go and borrow the latest Ford Fiesta and yeah. drive it round see your folks yeah. come home it's like a free rental yeah, which is lovely. I, mm. I think it's a great idea. Okay. I'm going to really have some fun with it. I'm going to push the camera. I'm yeah. going to have some fun. And it's a good way of probably as well me getting used to that kind of technology from DSLR. But do, do you think they're a bit desperate? Yeah. Do, do you not do sort of think that they're, they're sort of, here you go, please use our camera for a mm. couple of weeks? Well, this is the way. Yeah, you, you wouldn't get that from Canon, would you? But this, yeah. is, but, ah, but this is the thing. It's not actually. So Lumix are letting them do it, but it's not Lumix. It's a DK something. Oh, I forgot the name of the company. It's a separate company that's leasing them out or letting them out. But it, it came in a really nice cardboard box in a. Are they called a Pello or a Pelly box? Or Pelly case. Pelly case. And the lenses, <clears throat> everything's bad. I, know. I was like, whoa, I feel like a spy. I got up this morning. It's it's just, a, but there are certain marks that, like like James just said, that you, you don't you don't get the opportunity to yeah. muck well, about with it for a couple of weeks. I went to HRO in once and said, can I test drive a Ferrari? And they yeah. said, on your bike, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, hang on a minute. Let me just explain. Two years earlier, I bought a brand new Lotus Esprit from them. 
So I was a proper buyer. It wasn't just some bloke in jeans with his uh. arse hanging out going, can I borrow one of your cars? And they said, no, on your bike. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you, you have to ask yourself, hmm, how desperate are they to get rid of these things? Mm. Yeah. Just putting it out there. No, uh, well, Quite a difference between a Spring and a Ferrari. It's a good point, David, because if Nikon, if Nikon were doing it with the, the Z series, I would have got one of those straight away. I wouldn't even considered Lumix. Exactly. But they don't. The fact is, but they, don't. they don't have to. When you think mm. full frame, you think Canon, Nikon, maybe Sony. You don't think Panasonic, do you? And so no, they're probably trying to, they're trying to just get people to you mm. know go, oh, actually, yeah, they do a full frame camera. Let's have a look. Mm. Yeah, the thing is, it's been out for a while and it hasn't exactly taken off and they're desperate to get away from Micro Four Thirds. That's the bottom line of it. They, they, they will move heaven and earth to get away from Micro Four Thirds. Mm. He, he's, he, Hodgeborn Ustavik, he's a, an ambassador for them and a fantastic photographer. Oh, and yeah. he uses his for his video and that so was James, the thing. James Poppis, Poppsy. So the video side of it, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to do quite a bit of testing of the video on it, but at the same time, I, do, I can't see me switching systems. It's just a bit of fun. It's just a bit of fun. But you never know. I mean, the first 24 hours are going to be the hardest, isn't it? Because you are changing. You don't know, mate. In two weeks' time, if you used it every day, two weeks' time, you might fall in love with it. Comparing it to the Nikon, which is 2014, <coughs> raw images against it, um, it's got the EVF, it's got the touchscreen, it's got lots going for it, it's got technology inside that that I don't even know yet but at the same time I'm finding that yeah is it, does it warrant a swap? No if, if my Nikon died I'd, I think I'd, I'd have to stay with Nikon. I think this goes back to our conversation we've had several times that, that in terms of photography, in terms of stills, cameras have kind of reached a level now where they've been pretty much on a on a standard for the last seven or eight years, maybe. And that's why they, when the new camera comes out, you look at the, the new Canons that come out, they're pushing those on the video, video. specs. It's all about the video nowadays. Yeah. You know, because you, yeah. you can't improve that much of it. I think you can't get that much more on the stills. It's, it's, it is where it is. It, it depends on what sort of genre. You, I think sports and wildlife because they're increasing the, uh, you know, frames for, per per second. But mm. yeah, I mean, the big reason I went for the R six was based on the video as well because I'm going to yeah. use it as a stills and a video camera. So yeah, you know, you're right, got it. Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking um, earlier in the week, and we were we decided to do what is it called? What are we going to call it? Desert Island Gits, was it? Instead of, desert island, <laughs> yeah. instead of desert island discs, we're going to call this desert island gits, and we've got loads of ideas for this. But this this first week, what we decided was we're all going to pick an image that we've taken, not of the family, obviously, an, an image that we've taken that we would take along with us on a desert island and give us our reasons why. So, see, I reckon, seeing as it was Darren's idea, he should really start. So. Darren, do you want to share your? Uh, and, oh, and the other thing we need to do is obviously for the podcast, we need to describe the image as well. Otherwise, it could be it could be a bit, you know, a bit confusing for them. But yeah, Darren, if you want to start, mate. I'm sorry, but if someone listens to a bloody podcast about photography, that's their fault. Hey, it's we, a visual medium. Listen, listen, we get we get plenty of listeners. I I know. Do that, we? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, listeners. I know. I know. Thank you do. very much. 
Hello, listeners. Hello, baby. <laughs> With a wave. Yeah, they can see that. <laughs> right, anyway, go on, Darren. Are you, can... are you going to play the Radio 4 music over the top of this? We'll, 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 we'll get demonetised if you do that. We'll get away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, demonetised. <laughs> demonetised. We, we might get monetised. Let's get a strike. 400 then. subs yet. <laughs> go on, Darren. Well, I, I naturally thought that I would... Um, take a picture of a mountain as soon as I thought you know oh perhaps we should do this desert island gits you know and I just thought right what you know what um what photo can I can I take you know and, and I, I'm looking I'm looking around me at the moment of, of pictures that I've printed off and and even though they've got a, a, a kind of a real kind of connection to me um there's not one that I think is a, is an absolute an amazing mountain photo yet so um that the photo that i that i chose to take i've actually got um i don't know if i, I hold this up or you've got but it's of actually of these these just these three boats at pin mill and i, I just this it's not this this photo this was actually hanging up in the in my brother-in-law's studio um that i was selling but i've actually got this photo hanging up in my kitchen and I don't get tired of looking at it, and I just thought, you know, if you know, if, if I look at that photo every day and every day, I still enjoy it, then that's the photo that I'm going to take. But it's it's more than that because I've never seen I've seen plenty of boats, uh, uh, the photos of the boats at Pin Mill, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I've never ever seen that composition on all of the images that I've seen on social media I've never seen that composition now that 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 boat right at the very front this boat here that now it's has got it's it, it's it's it, the bow has been cut away with a chainsaw yeah. and the oh. middle boat here that has now got another boat that's literally on top of it they've kind of craned another boat on so that I, I just know that this photo is never going to be Can't replicated, replicated. Mm, ever. Yeah, yeah. It's it's completely gone. It's such a shame. Whoever kind of cut the the bow out of this boat, it, it, oh, I don't know why they did it. But yeah. So as I say, I know this photo can never be replicated. It's a photo that I've got in print, and uh, I, I don't get tired of looking at it. Lovely, mm, so, lovely bit of balance symmetry yeah, there. Yeah, lovely three separation. Mm. It's gorgeous. It, it, when you took it, I remember when you took it and you put the vlog up. I thought that's and an absolutely stunning shot and the fact that that is gone and that's one of the beautiful things about photography is is you've got a lasting memory of something that was there and sometimes those things just disappear they've just gone forever memories yeah. Yeah. in the corner of my mind shut up no it's a song <laughs> next <laughs> week <laughs> yeah next week's the music money next week save it <laughs> who's next then come on Jamie you can you can show us yours what have you got <sighs> I've really st I've got to share my screen now. I've really struggled with this thing. You really have. But right, let me share share my screen. See if this works. So I, I've before I share it, let me just give you a little bit of background. So the shot I've selected is actually about four years ago when I took this shot, and it's not the most technically great shot in the world. And I've taken plenty of shots after it that I think are probably better, but. The reason I've chosen it is because of the, I guess, the sort of emotion associated to it. Um, because if I was on a desert island, and I know you said, Darren, we can't take 
pictures or, or it's it's a given that you've got pictures of a family on there but I just this shot I love this shot and and the reason is it's a picture of my wife and, and my eldest son and it was the first year he went to uni in Sheffield, hence why we're in Bolt Hill Quarry in the Peak District. And we'd been to see him after not seeing him for like four or five months after he'd left home for the first time. So, you know, we, we took him out for the day and, and I said, look, let's have a wander around the Peak District. And it was really nice. And, you know, the shot, I love the shot because the fact that it was my wife's grabbing hold of him by the hand and she's sort of saying look you know I've not seen you for five or six months and I don't want to leave you now now I've seen you you know and I want to I want to keep hold of you I'm getting quite emotional here yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I just and it's a shot that I often look back on and look back on and think yeah that was you know it was it just captured the moment of the day that we were there seeing him after for you know after quite a time of not seeing him and of course the other benefit is, is the other thing is it's got my favourite trees in it, the silver birch, which you know I love as well. So yeah, I, I just mm. thought it was a shot. If I had to look at one shot on an island for a while, um, then I'd probably choose this one. Um, not because it's my best shot I've ever taken, but it's the shot that I would think of and think, yeah. Wouldn't you be a bit annoyed medium. though with it that you didn't clone out some of the little areas of sky? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah. said, Gary, it's not, not the most technically. Oh, Gary, that shot. is so cynical. There's, there's a sense of, there's a real sense of movement in the the as the walking. There's a real sense of he's going off into this yeah. wilderness and wild. I, I really yeah. like the story of that. I tell you, that reminded me of that shot. There's a shot. I think it's in Northern Ireland. I think they use it in kind of Game of Thrones, where it's a very kind of famous oh, yeah. road where yeah. all of the trees kind of come over. I know, obviously, completely different trees, but mm. it kind of reminded me a little bit of that, you know, them just walking through that tunnel of silver birches. Yeah, good yeah. choice, mate. I like that. Do you know it works for me as well? The, the, the tones of the silver birch match the tones of the coat of your wife as well. Oh, really? The tones of your son. Of course, yeah. I did that on purpose. The oh, yeah. The bath as well. oh, yeah. Of course, you did. You no, did it it, it's, a, it's a lovely, poignant shot, isn't it? Yeah. I often yeah. think that the best shots of people is when you don't see their faces. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. You, it's a bit of mystery, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, and, and you know, as we may touch on later, I'm not great at putting emotion in my shots, so I just thought as well ah, this was another one to actually put a little emotion, bit of emotion in those shots. Go on then James, you can go next, what, what have you got for okay, us? Okay, so uh, I'm going to share my screen. So this is a shot of a mountain shot. Oh, I need a drink for this. Wait a minute. Where's my share option? Where we are. <laughs> technology. Uh, old, old men and technology, yeah. Right, you see that? Oh, you see yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so there you go. So this is a shot taken earlier this year, and this is at Door Crag, which is in the uh, southern part of the Lake District. This shot literally took me around an hour to find, and it's around, it's near the end of the walk as well, so I was absolutely exhausted, and I spent that long searching and searching, and always after, was some nice patterns in the snow. And you see the bottom half of the image here as it leads up, there's a nice S-curve. That's Shut what I was up. wanting, the the drift. And obviously the natural stone leading into the distance as well. There's some lovely weather coming on, so I waited and waited until this sh it actually shrouded the end of the mountain. And I just think, for me, it's 
it's a story of there's a, there's a mystery what lies beyond there's some glimmer of light in the background I just think it adds a bit of mystery but it's purely it's such a hard time I had in finding this image it did very popular it was very popular on social media um, but absolutely exhausted but it's all about isolation and solitude a bit of escapism from the norm uh, composition wise you've got your leading line you nicely balanced I thought on the lower right hand side with the rocks just peaking above the snow level um, but yeah there you go it, it, it's a strong it's a strong diagonal really strong diagonal isn't it coming across yeah. from, from those rocks at the bottom and and the fact is shrouded in the cloud which is spot on I think yeah yeah. I thought if, if, if you could see the full background it wouldn't be as absolutely mysterious absolutely. I think it's a cracker that James I, I can't yeah. understand yeah. why you've not printed that on some of your other images large because I think that is a beautiful photo that unspoiled beautiful yeah, yeah and that light in the background and that really that really steep ridge line there yeah. Um, yeah, really a strong foreground leading you up to that kind of very steep looking ridge. Beautiful light in the background, virgin snow on the right hand side, mate. That's a that's a worthy that's print of I've ever seen one. Yeah, I, 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 I just wonder though, could you shot it as a panoramic? <laughs> it won't really work as a panoramic because what I do when I shoot is I look for the compositions you see. Uh, I'm not just spraying holes. Oh yeah, no, sorry, yeah, no, good point. Yeah, good point. The thing what stands out for me as soon as this picture came on screen was the contrast between the ridges, the spikes of the rocks, and the the white of the snow that's edging them. It's almost like yeah. a, a paintbrush is just highlighting yes, those rocks. It's like a sugar sugar kiss. Yeah. yeah. If there's too uh, much snow on the foreground rocks, it wouldn't be as prominent, would it? it wouldn't no, work. but it, it wouldn't gives a treachery. It gives a treachery. It gives an almost like foreboding feeling, and the yeah. story leading you in of this spiky foreboding foreground to the point where you're gonna f find a crescendo at the edge of the horizon. Beautiful shot. So for the sake of the uh, podcast, if you want to see that image further, then visit James R. Burns' photo. <laughs> and the image is called Winter's Edge in my portfolio. Thank you very much. Or, or just watch options. the podcast on, on, on YouTube. You know, there's always that option. Oh, there's that as well, yeah. Could be driving, though. Could be driving. Podcasts, <laughs> photography yeah. podcasts. Oh, yeah. The car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. good. Right, who's next? Let's have a look. So we're going to run another. Let's go for Dave. Go on in, Dave. You're next. Oh, is it me? Yeah. Okay. Um, so bearing in mind, just let me chuck in here. Don't you have, dare! Don't you dare say that you only knew about this two minutes ago, because you say that every week. <laughs> That's true. exactly what he's going to say. He is, isn't he? Mm. I'm we, sorry. We chat all week long, and then Dave but, says, "Oh, no, well, he's just found out about this." But ha no, hang on a minute. I'm going to have my say because it's, yeah, no, it's my turn. Yeah, but no, but it's my yeah, but no, but Ricky Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is actually I I didn't find it that hard to come up with an image that I could sit and look at on a desert island that you know I've got images that are great they've got great memories and all that sort of thing but there was one that jumped out at me and, and that is if I can share my screen uh, I have no idea what I'm doing it's a common theme what the here. hell is that share Roll as you okay open system preferences what the 
Hang on a minute. Anybody know a bit about IT? So, given that I didn't have a whole lot of time, uh, it wasn't that difficult to come up with an image because this place means a lot to me. First off, it's a really, really tough place to get a decent image from because most of the time it's rubbish. The tide is out, it's all boulders, it's just a boulder field. It's really difficult from a landscape photography standpoint. And I feel really sorry for people that make the effort to come all the way here. And and you, I know they just go home disappointed. For the people on the podcast, Dave, do you just want to explain where it is? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's it's the church in the sea at Anglesey. And the reason it means so much to me is because it's it's the nearest bit of beach to where I live. I could literally walk there from my house if I had 20 minutes spare. And I've been able to pick my time and it just came together with a high spring tide and a nice bit of sunset light. It's midsummer, the sun is setting off way over to the right and it just chucked a bit of light on the church and, and it all just came together. It's a long exposure. I do like a long exposure, a uh, 10 stop filter, probably about 60 seconds, something like that. But if I was forced to put that up in my cabin that I'd lash together from palm palm trunks <laughs> and uh, and all that sort of thing. And, and, you know, apart from taking a football with a, a handprint on it, this would be what I would take with me to Desert Island Git. I think uh, Gary could be pissed off if he stole his, uh, he stole his ball. Right? <laughs> yeah. I really well, like it. I really like uh, it. Yeah, thank you very much. I, really like, I like that. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. As, as you say, like the long exposure, I, I like a long exposure as well, actually, and I just think that's that's so nice. The colours, the tones in that, everything. Yeah. yeah. And actually, for, for for somewhere that a lot of people go to, I, I completely agree with you, Dave. Shooting the church in the sea is really hard. Yeah. Because, like you say, when the tide's out, it's just a mass of boulders, and it's quite, you know, you can lose the you can lose the church completely it's almost like everything is focused on these just like the huge just plethora plethora see what i did there manny plethora of boulders and uh yeah it's that's gorgeous and and beautiful lovely sharp rocks in the foreground beautiful Mm. cheers right who's up next you can you can unshare now yeah (laughs) go on then manny up to you oh are we on yeah. Um, I'm still I'm still transfixed by everyone's images. It's what a delightful. Um, I think we should do this again, gentlemen. Get on with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, so <laughs> talk about <laughs> kill the emotion, there, James. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No wonder he's Come called on, a late and Grinch. Show us your tree. Shut up and get on with it. What's up with it? Jesus, save your tea. Must catch. Save your tears when you're on your own crying into your pot noodle. <laughs> and if, <laughs> Fucking James and the Samaritans. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it, do yeah. it. I'm, yeah. I'm making this drag out now. So, to everyone who's not listening in stereo, uh, this shot, there's loads. I love all my photography. Sorry, that I don't mean that in a really conceited, big-headed way. I just love the action of taking a picture not even seeing the picture just the action of getting out and taking a picture is a wonderful thing to do and if you get anything that's a bonus and like david says and james and everyone 
just to be out doing it is wonderful. But every now and again, you look in your seat, you, you, your mind, your mind is tuned, and the tunage, you're tuned, and this image is all about being tuned in just to where get you off are. There so, <laughs> ah, there it is. Oh, so, oh. So, the, so this image has been. I've, I've shared the shit out of it. It's been on everything. Well, is it? Is it? I don't. I no, don't, it's not really. I actually is it? don't think oh. it is. I, I is call it not the, our word? I call this this. No, the, there's too much going on. There, yeah, there's no, too, not too much going on. No, no. There's a lot of the, angles. The, the signature is low. Hang on a minute. There is a signature. Where? I can't see the signature. Yeah, it's very bottom, delicate. Bottom central. It's He's got a copyright on there. Very you pretentious copyright. twat, Manny. <laughs> well, I have to <laughs> say, <laughs> if you look at this image and don't say pretentious, there's something wrong with you because it is very pretentious and it is very not me. And I think that's why I gravitate towards this image. It's not just because of, of, of what it is and subject matter, but where I was in space and time. Uh, the image, everyone, is a bunch of twigs sticking out of some water on a long exposure. And that's basically top and bottom of it. It's a dead tree that's left in the water. That the, the, And I, I exposed it, I think this was around a 90-second exposure, uh, using a 3-stop grad and a 10-stop ND. And it came from, actually, being really annoyed about people and litter so strange you walk around you're looking and I walked up this bit of a ridge and got up on looking out over Otterbeeld Island and, and I took the tree everyone knows the tree that leans out the little bonsai type guy that's pointing to Otterbeeld Island and I thought do you know what this isn't me this what am I doing let's go for a walk I, I don't like jetties I'm not a fan and all that so I thought I, wanted, I was really getting tuned into looking and seeing and I got up on this little raised bit and just looked down and there was all these cardboard and plastic on the floor. I was like, you dirty bastard. So I picked it up and as I'm putting it in my bag, I looked at the water and I saw this and thought, oh, that looks like an animal. It looks like a snake. It looks like a creature. It looks like something that's alive. And straight away, 70 to 200 about 120 mil I think it was uh, 10 stop and grad took the shot and walked away and didn't think much of it thought yeah I like that it's going to be alright and there's, there's just something that even the snake's turning around angry that you can I don't know if you can there's so much interest in it to be honest the, it's, it's like so simple f- but so much going on yeah the, the, Lots of character. The, I think the it's a thing what got shot, me it. was that log at the front. It's like it's turning back for yeah. bite you. Yeah, it's a snake's yeah. head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A serpent, yeah. serpent rising. Yeah. So the, mm. the snake. I tell you what I like it. about it. What I particularly like is it's very easy with reflection shots where the top and bottom of the reflection are very, it's very symmetrical. Yeah. The thing about this is the perspective forces it the reflection to be different. Yeah. from the bit above the waterline yeah. and that yeah. that makes a big difference in it i really like yeah. that perspective you've got there i think the thing as well is it's, it's easy to take a shot of a, a branch or a series of branches in the water but it's hard to make it look like a picture and mm. you've taken that 
and it's like the 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 composition the positioning of where you are where you've moved to yeah the the the, the exposure length and everything just because it like i said loads of people would have gone there and gone oh I'll just snap that and it would have been nothing and you've got it and it's it's a piece of art do you know what i mean it's it's it really is yeah, and you're absolutely right, Gary. And another thing that I really like about it, Mally, is you haven't cropped in too tight. You've left a bit, of, a lot of breathing space around the edges. Mm, yeah, that, negative neg- that negative space works really well because I must admit, I would probably have bollocksed it up and cropped in too tight. Mm. I think it's just mm. right the way you've got it. Yeah, it need- it's one of them images that the more I'm looking at it, the more I like it. I mean, I liked mm. it as soon as it popped up on the screen, but... Yeah, the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm thinking, yeah, that would... Mm. You could do without that row of faces down the side, but (laughs) apart from that, it's great. (laughs) Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Cracking image, that, Mally. Yeah. So Um, it's Gary's shout, then. Right, can can everyone see that? Oh, Oh, this is the one. So so this is my image. And so the reason that I picked this one is... It's twofold, really. Firstly, I really like, I like the fact that it's it's mysterious and and the conditions were fantastic when I took it. But the second reason I really like it is that when most people go, this is from Wyoming Brook, by the way, and this is uh, it's it's sort of like the the brook snaking its way down through the trees, but it's very misty in the background and it's quite sort of it looks sort of quite mysterious to me. But the reason that I like it, the second reason is that everyone shoots the other way. So if you go to Wyoming Brook, everyone's focusing on the on the cascades and the waterfalls. And I just looked on the way back up and thought, hang on a minute, I can there, there, there's definitely something here. And so I looked back down and it was a gorgeous day. It's a horrible day. It was absolutely horrible, but a gorgeous day for photography. It was wet, it was miserable, it was chucking it down with rain, the mist stayed around all day long. But yeah, I just I just really love the picture, so that's the one I would take with me. I think this is one of your best pictures, Gary. I'm assuming I really love this picture. It's got so mm-hmm. much depth to it, isn't it? As you say, it's it you you know technically you've got the water movement spot on, you've got that light at the back which is drawing your eye through. You know everything about it is spot on. It really is. It's got mood. It's got atmosphere. It's got everything I'd like to get in an image myself. Really. <laughs> And also the two the two clusters as well. You see the central slightly to the right. I think they add a bit of interest to it. Well, it was it was seeing this image that inspired me to go to Wyoming Brook. And I think if I hadn't have seen this particular image from Gary, that Wyoming Brook would not have been on my my radar. Wow! it, It was this image that took me two and a half hours up to the peak district so yeah well done mr Norman. wow thank thank you so much I, I just want to go back to your image though we you shouldn't skirt over this there's something very important and special about that image is from an illustrator's eye is the weight you got in that image with the stream is the weight of the trees and the small branches and the difference in thickness between the foreground and the depth in the distance. Yeah, it's not imposing. No, but but there's these little trunk. intricate lines that are like little spines coming out that we see on, and they're so thin against the weight of the big trees, 
and that alone makes that shot for me. What a wonderful piece of. But I think as well, sorry, Gal. I think you. I've heard you speak about this image before, and I think you actually, not say played it down a little bit, but you was actually saying that it was the conditions that that made that particular photo, and, and you know it, it. It was the conditions that that helped you get that photo, and so what I'm trying to quite clumsily lead on to is that when I used to do a, a lot of fishing um, I think my, my biggest kind of carp in the UK at the time was about uh, about 15 18 pound Ooh, and I went to France sweet. and um, I, I my, my first fish over there was 48 pound and I actually Ooh. felt quite kind of embarrassed and I actually said to someone oh you know I don't feel that I'm deserving of, of kind of such a fish because I didn't get the the fish in between and they said, but you've put the effort in, you've come all of this way. So whatever it is, you deserve this because you've made an effort. And I, th- and I when I look at that photo and, you know, I, you know, I know, I think you've said in the past that oh, anyone could have got it on the day because of the conditions. But you deserve that photo because you put yourself going all of that way in those conditions and it yeah. paid off. It yeah. absolutely oh. paid off. I, I appreciate that I do I genuinely appreciate that and and for me that shot th- th- we're going to move on to this anyway talking about emotion in photography but if you look at that shot and, and actually every pretty much every shot that we've shown here they don't follow that set pattern of rules that everyone says you need to have for a, for a perfect image you've got to have this and you've got to have that and you've got to have this and it's got to be that the reason that they all work is because in their own way every single shot that we've we've produced here that we've shown has an emotion attached to it has has that feeling has that either it's evoking emotion or it's portraying an emotion and that's what's important in photography it isn't about getting well the foreground's got to be in the right spot and and it's got to be sharp here and you know i need to go to the best places you don't you just you need to get you need to convey that emotion within the shot. And that's connection. what we've all shown with these photos. Connection to the environment, connection to the world around you and what you're seeing and how you react to it. Um, you know, Darren, you just mentioned about catfishing. Clandegfeg, I'm going to, I've bought it. Clandegfeg Reservoir. Clandegfeg Reservoir. I've bought it. Go on, Dave, what is it really? No, let's just call it that. <laughs> that hole's getting bigger. Clandegfeg Reservoir. There was a point when I was into my carp fishing. They had, and it's hard to, it's not easy to get to. Um, it's Breckenway, isn't it? Clandegfeg. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alan! Alan, <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Right. But the, they were catching 60 and 70 pound carp in there. Was and they? I, I, yeah. Not yeah. in the UK, they weren't, mate. Honestly, yeah, trust me, yeah, they, they were. Mi- yeah, they were mirror carp in Clan Degfeg. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. What's 67 pound. 67 pound mirror carp. 52. Yeah, no, I thought it was. 67 pound mirror carp in, in that reservoir. Angling Times. It just took me back to a point of watching John Wilson. John, John Wilson, Wilson. Was, he was from was, Norfolk. He was a Norfolk. Lad. He was a Norwich yeah. boy. He was. Yeah. yeah. A good sure pike 60, fisherman as I'm well. I'm sure was John it was Wilson. a 67 pound mirror cap, the record at Clandegfeg. Surely. 
There's been stories of 15 foot Mako so, shots so, up the eastern coast of Yorkshire as well. So basically, it was a non existent calf in a non existent <laughs> lake. <laughs> but it was a British record. I'm looking. I'm Mally, looking Mally's on Google now. <laughs> I am. Fair enough. I don't mind. I mean, let's be fair. Clan just, dig just fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google. Oh, I don't know what you mean. But I mean, oh, let, let's be fair. It's perfectly feasible that people listening to this might say, "Oh, yeah, but there's six of you all patting each other on the backs about your photographs." And I think the thing about it is that, that you know, if you couldn't see them, that you know, certainly mine technically wasn't stunning. It was a it was a, a lucky shot on a lucky night. The thing about it is, for all of us, it was all about what it means to us and why we would take it to a desert island. None of us is necessarily saying that our image is some kind of, you know, showcase image or something. Oh, I, I am. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah of course yeah, you yeah. are. Well, you would. <laughs> I understand that. But it's an but interesting I, lead in, isn't it, to what Darren was saying about uh, taking it to a desert island and something you want to keep looking at over and over again. So. You know, we should probably be thinking of that when we're taking the shot in the first place. This is a shot that I'm taking that I want to take to a desert island and look at over and over again. And if it's just a snap, then it's not. If it's something that you can build that longevity into as an image, then you know maybe it's something that we can see. That's that's why I know I keep kind of banging on about it, but I just think printing is just so important. As I say, that image that I've you know I, I showed tonight. I just don't get tired of looking at it. I just love it, you know, I really do. And I, and I just think, you know, it's social media is all well and good and having kind of, you know, five terabyte of storage and all these photos and stuff, but unless they're printed and on the wall, it's just, uh, it's beyond me. You need to print, everyone needs to print. I've um, actually ordered some prints today, actually, and it's come, well, Locksley print. Oh, let's have a look yeah, then. Oh, no, it's not open yet. Oh, well, come on, let's have an unboxing. Let's guess what's in the no. box. I think it's a, no, I think it's a no, very no, long no. lens. Really Can you twist it? Really Is it black? <laughs> Is it spaghetti? <laughs> how's it going with the Google, Mally? How, how's it coming? Uh, you're £46, Dave, you're right. I stand corrected. £46. <laughs> Clang deg, Fed? <laughs> Right, what, what? Got anything what? else for Smalley? Any other little gems? You can't see it. Yeah, no. This is great for the podcast, by the mm. way. Pornhub, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is interesting, though. I know I know. we all go on about, um, you know, you're right, Dave, about everyone patting each other on the back and saying, oh, good, lovely shot and that. But there is something to be said about about putting a bit of something into our photography and the reason that we all pick those images is because they all mean something to us exactly. it's not because it's not because they look great it's not because they they have everything in the right place and i did a video like uh, earlier on this week where i was talking about you know trying to put more emotion into your photography rather than just putting the elements in where you think they should go and i think that's really important and i think that's a, a for me anyway that moved my photography on is the moment that i thought to myself i need to i need to stop thinking about the picture i'm taking and start thinking about what it is what what am i actually taking here what what not 
not where the foreground is and where the background is and where the light is. I need to think about what I'm trying to say in my image. And I really think that's important. What do you, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? I think it's really hard to do. I think it's really hard to put an emotion into a photograph. For me, the scene is the emotion. It's up to you to capture that. Exactly. Uh, no, but that's exactly it. You, but the first put, but the you're first talking scene. about an emotion and put that emotion into your photography. How are you feeling, no? You, not how you're feeling. Ah, you right. see, we had th- we had this conversation uh, yeah. when we were talking over the over the group chat. I don't think that you can put your emotion into it. No, I think that you need to um, almost it either needs to portray an emotion, which it which it's going to do based on the light or the the feel of the day, or yeah. it yeah. needs to evoke an emotion within you. So it needs to make you feel something. Oh, it's almost else. personal to yourself, isn't it? It's yeah. only you. You know how you were feeling. Yeah. That but if you can put that across, because yeah. I, I think a lot yeah. of people they go out and they say, right, they stand in front of a beautiful vista, and they say, what I need to do here is I need to put this rock that's in the water here, and I need to get it just like with these hills here and get that bit of composition right, and I need mm. to get that, and and that produces a sterile shot that, that people might go oh that's a lovely image oh what a lovely composed image but it doesn't make you go oh my god look at that you know yeah but well, you'd that, have a much again. better chance of winning a club competition with that because that's yeah, but, where it all comes from isn't it? it it's that ludicrous sterile this is what you've got to do to be accepted in the photographic world drives me up the bloody wall every time mm. It's just something really important here, and I've thought this many times, and I think I've just sussed out to say it. Spontaneity and emotion when taking a picture. Now, it's always said slow down, slow down, but there's something about a reactive spontaneity, an emotional call from your heart or your mind, and the two meet, and you go, Jesus, boom, and there's a moment where you just... There's this connection to the world at the time you're in it, that moment, the moment, take the picture, that moment, and it's gone, it's fleeting. I'm not not disagreeing with you, mate, but give us an example of of what you would... Well, that's. I'm glad you've said that. So uh, uh, an example, um, so... um, Oh... Sunsets and and sunrises are very reactive, emotional kind of... But this this isn't that. This is something else. This is where um, you see the lines, you see the shapes, you see. So you you might just be you you go in almost a, a meditative state. Can I just show you something? Can I just share something? Can I yeah, share yeah. the screen? That's exactly This is exactly what I saw. A subconscious that moment, moment. Um, and you react to it, and you go, oh. "Share screen, come on." And, and that spontaneity and emotion, I think, are very connected. I, I, I do, I, I believe. But then the technical, which Gary talks about, the conscious and the subconscious, the ability, the skills, where it's a natural... You don't have to think course, about the yeah. settings. You can you can just... You don't have to think about the settings and you can just react and know that your depth of field, that you know your light meter, everything, you just go into this... Overdrive and that. So this. Oh, oh, here we go. go on, Sorry. Go on. Yeah. So that image there, yeah, that that is around what ten seconds. That light you see on those ridges had gone, and I yeah. knew the shapes were there, 
and I saw the light coming from over my shoulder. You know, you know the contrasting light rolling over the hills. And, and I saw it coming, and I saw this image here, the, the shapes, and I thought, I'm going to wait here. Mm-hmm. And there you go. And you're right, Molly. It's all about spontaneity, and that's I, I think. This is what I wanted to say to you because James, like, shall I stop. I think you can tease out the exact like point that I'm trying to make by saying to you, James, what do you think when you edit an image? Because all of your images are essentially emotional. They're black and white. They're emotional. They yeah. they grab you. So what do you think when you edit? Because that is what I'm talking about. See. I like to put a lot of mood and emotion to photography. It's all about it's hard. It's so darkness. It's the it's the old mystery about it. I don't know. It's really hard to describe. Similar with light. I really. So, uh, you know, when I went out this week with just the G7X, nothing else, my little cam. It's, it was the, the reactive emotion thing was the light. So I looked back up some rolling farmers' fields, and there was a little copse of trees, two, three trees. And the horizon was very small. And I could, like you're saying, you could see the light was coming. It was already a bright scene. But I I knew that if I isolated everything, I got the strength of the sky foreboding. And these little lonesome trees on a very, very narrow, thin band of land. And it was just that. That was the story. That was the emotion. And at the time, I did feel quite... um, ecstatic and elated and and the spontaneity kicked mm. in and I just had to get that and it was gone it had gone handheld 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 yeah yeah but I, you, I remember when sorry when unfortunately Gary and Jamie wasn't with us but when the four of us well five because Steve was with us when we went up to uh, Araran and we got yeah. about halfway up and the, and the clouds just rolled across the top yeah. of Snowdonia and all of us, yeah. instinctively, our cameras just went straight towards Snowdonia. And it only... Yeah. Uh, Snowdon, Snowden, sorry. Snowden. And it only lasted for probably about kind of 10 minutes. But that was that kind of... Yeah, I can understand that kind of reactive photography. I honestly of, think the moment you go, I need to find a foreground or I need to find a background, you've lost. Yeah, The moment absolutely. you do you've, that... You've lost that feeling, it's gone. Yeah, you, yeah you, absolutely. You, you need to go out and 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 it happens of course you're going to go out places and it isn't going to happen the light isn't going to happen or the or the, the photography isn't going to happen and you find yourself searching for something to go yeah yeah i need to find something here i need to find something there but the moment you go out and you say i, I just need to find a foreground here Mount Little John is an exponent of that moment. Mount Little John is that person that is everything that we're all saying. Yeah, he he, he does is he very does good. that and held telephoto as well little, because he's little he's there he's out in it he's there all the time every it, morning. It works. It works on Ulls Water for yeah. God's sake. You know, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, you were going to say yeah. something, Jamie. Sorry. No, I was going to say that Sorry, was what Jamie. hit home with your video when I watched it, Gary. That when you said about this the sterile. You know, when you've got images that you're intentionally trying to find that foreground and trying to find that leading line and trying to find the compositional techniques that make it perfect technically, but it's got nothing in it. It's just a sterile shot. And I personally found myself going down that route sometimes where I'm trying to get the composition spot on because isn't that what they teach you to do? Yeah. Exactly. To get composition, right, exactly. and to get your leading lines. But then you look at the shot and think, yeah, well, compositionally it works, but... 
it, it's got no meaning, it's got no feeling, it's got nothing that's going to grab the viewer's eye and say, I really like that shot. Yeah, because the only person that would say it's a good shot is maybe a photographer that says, actually, you've got your leading lines really nicely there, and you know, your, your rule of thirds is spot on. But you know, we're not we're not there to please other photographers. We're there to please ourselves, number one, because it's your own picture. And then if you get you know some some gratification from other people from sharing that picture because they're getting some feeling out of it then that's there's so much to that that you can get back and then put back into your photography yourself and i'm i struggle with that and that's why mate I, that your video was spot on and, I, and i've said it to you before it really hit home and the things that and you know james gets it when you go up in the fells and you get that light and you get that as you say the darkness that you've said it's that mood it's that atmosphere mm. it's that feeling um it's, it really does elevate your photography i think from being a good solid technically savvy photographer to being a really good photographer that produces or makes images that you really want to look at and you really want to look into to find the depth it, it, in them. It, it's like I said, the moment you look at a photograph and say, that's well composed, yeah. then the photograph isn't any good. Yeah. Or you say the leading lines are good on that, or look how sharp that is. The first time you look at a photograph should be an emotional connection with it. You should go, wow, that, you know, oh, I can, I can feel that sunrise. I can, I can feel that emotion. I can feel that, I don't know, dank darkness. I can feel that foreboding of that cloud. Not, oh, look at that. That's, that's so, you know, the hyperfocal distance. Come on, look at that. <laughs> the, the thing is, I mean, you're absolutely right, Gary. And I still come back to this formulaic club competition <clears throat> judges scenario I've had images that have done extremely well in club competitions, never sold a single one of them. But the images that are just a sort of, oh, look at that light on the far side of the valley, handheld, click, whoop, there we are, sell like hotcakes all day long. And so, you know, and, and those are the ones that have the spontaneity that Mally's talking about, the emotion, the sort of, because, you know, I make the effort to get up onto a ridge and my camera's on my shoulder strap at all times. And today, I was out today, the camera was on the tripod for probably 15 minutes. Six frames were shot. They'll be stitched together to form a panorama, because I love panoramas. Who doesn't? Cheap. But, <laughs> but, but the rest of the, the other 35, 40 images were handheld, because you're reacting to the light, because you're just in the moment. And, and I think that we do run the risk, particularly us that make vlogs, because, you know, we all make vlogs. You kind of, you stick your camera on a tripod and then you do a piece to video camera about it. Well, here I am with my camera on the tripod because it's kind of difficult to talk through an image when you're waving, waving it around in your hands. Mm -hmm. um, and I think perhaps we, we send out the wrong message. I've had people say, oh, you, you've always seemed to have your camera on a tripod. Well, those are the ones I film because most of the good images I get are not on a tripod because, you know, it presents itself and you react. Do you know, it's the first time lately I've started taking two tripods out. Well, for, one for so stills, for, one for video. For two and a half years, I've done everything run and gone with me mm. vlog and I've never took two tripods and I've watched back the footage where I'm with me gimbal tracking me and get trying to get all cinematic, baby. And uh, 
do you know what? I'm going out tomorrow, and we're going up lakes. Where? I don't think Middlefell. <coughs> I don't think Middlefell's on. The weather's going to be bad. But Have I'm you seen the, the weather, Miller? Yeah, but perfect. So I'm going. Storms. I'm going to go up to Harrop Tarn. I'm going okay. to give Harrop Tarn a, a, a go. Th- film here, yes. Yeah. I think I think weather conditions might suit that. Uh, very moody, but I'm I'm not taking two tripods. I've been forcing myself to take two tripods to try and improve my vlogs. And do you know what? I if it's not broke, has anyone been watching Ozark? No. no, no. Oh, what a what a series! What a, it's it's for me. It's like as good as what I thought when I first watched Breaking Bad. I started awesome. to watch the first series and I just lost interest in it. I oh, yeah, Ozark so or Breaking good. Bad? Because no, I, I watched the first series of Breaking Bad and then went near. Yeah, I was <gasps> the same, gal. I was exactly the same. My son, my daughter, they was hooked on it. Dad, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. And I started watching it and I got halfway through season one. I just thought, oh, Daddy, it gets better. You're re- oh, I just, I, I just couldn't do it. And I think I watched it twice. It might have been three times Breaking Bad. Yeah. Got yeah. to the same amount. And I, th- I, just, no. I just can't push on. I'm the same with Peaky yeah. Blinders. Everyone's saying oh. Peaky Blinders is amazing. I've watched yeah. about three episodes of it and I just can't get into it stick with it it gets that as well up to is it series 5 now a oh, brilliant oh, see best. I thought the last season oh. of Peaky Blinders was lazy writing I hated really? the, I hated the last season of not Peaky wrong being lazy with Arthur the thing around Arthur yeah what, really where he died and, uh, uh, hang, on hang on a minute hang on a minute no that, I, I thought that was lazy writing I really did I can't believe she died in the end though that's unbelievable isn't it <laughs> You can't you can't touch Game of Thrones for me though. That's the only series I've really now, been hooked. Until the last season. Oh yeah, that would be a bit disappointing. Yeah, I enjoyed the last season. Oh give over. Yeah, well, oh, I think it was right. I did enjoy it, but the, the yeah, the ending was a bit tame. I'm not being funny. What was the point of making Jon Snow a Targaryen at all just to finish it like that? What was the point what was the point of this whole prince who was promised and all of that stuff just to end it like that? It, there was no mm. point. But it went mm. to the right person. It was Did the it? right person in the reckon? end. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. He was the rightful king. What? Because he went? Because he went like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but blood, the bloodline. Oh, Stevie Wonder impression. Yeah. I don't. I. I there I was just, so much. There was so much they could have done with. Can't do that. Can't do that. I think you could do that. And ivory. There's so Together much you could. There's so much you could have done with Game of Thrones, and then to just end it like they did was just like really. Mm. They should. It could have gone on for another three or four seasons, and they just went no. Fuck we always it. knew she was going to do something, wasn't it? Of course. It? Yeah. This is how we should mimic a father. What, what a father did. Manny is absolutely like determined to get Bob Marley. Into yeah, it is. <laughs> Could you be love? Uh, and again in tune. And in love. And in love. Could you be love? Oh, I love a bit of Bob. Oh yeah. Love a bit of Bob. And be, come on. Listen, just just while I think about this, I've just um, James is not here next week. Nor am I. Are you not? 
No, I'm in the right. district. Well, I was going to say, Ooh. I might be 50-50. It's my daughter's birthday next Friday. Ooh. Is it a break then? Say so, it? do we want well, to... Join, join me and Mally next week. <laughs> <laughs> For a one-to-one. We heard it here first, everybody. I think there'll be no podcast next week. So, uh, we will be back. Because even so, four of us, yeah, just not enough. Mm-hmm. So, we'll be back in two weeks' time. With a with a podcast, uh, with a full ensemble, hopefully, and uh, we'll go through some other uh, desert island kits things. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Oh, 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 oh. right. I've just thought of something. Sorry, got to interrupt. Anal probe time. It's not the anal probing, but we have had a topic from about six or even seven weeks ago that we keep forgetting to do, and we was going to ask people to name. The pub for the pubcast. <gasps> yes, we were. Wasn't we? Yes, Good we were. Shout. And every time we finish, I think, oh, why? Me and Molly had some great suggestions. Oh, no, you had terrible suggestions. <laughs> the fried <laughs> fannies. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So, yeah, it needs to be photography themed. So, like, when there was, there was a pub when we was doing the Astro, and we called it, or someone else named it, the spiral arms as in a spiral galaxy and arms is kind of a typical kind of pub name so we're after a phot- don't you shake your head we was after a <laughs> tipsy tog that was one. <laughs> after, what was it tipsy tog we came out with tipsy t- oh, it was my mm. idea yeah. yeah it was yeah, yeah see Shine. yeah so like the, the tip the, the tipsy togs yeah. exactly yeah so yeah we need we need names for the pub that we're drinking in uh, okay so so we need we need names anyone out there who wants to give the us a, a name stop. for the virtual pub that we're drinking in what are we going to give them what are we going to give them as a prize we've got to give the winner something give them Mally for the weekend oh Jesus yeah I want yeah. for that no yeah. no what, yeah. what weekend yeah, one yeah. day what about Darren yeah. Swapstick yeah. <laughs> your Rolex, your Rolex, but need to wash. Uh, we'll, we'll think of something. We'll think of something to a give bag you. of white dog poo. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll think of something to give you. Uh, yeah, so that is shoot is great. To is to name a vlogger's gimbal. Oh my god! Okay. See, look what you started. <laughs> look what you started now, Darren. Look what you Sorry. All the Sorry. ideas are coming back through again from all this bunch. Yeah. So have have a think. <laughs> Let us know if you can think of a good name for our virtual pub, and uh, we'll find something to give you. Um, I don't know what it will be. Maybe um, clap. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who you a are. Vo- a Vauxhall Cavalier. Ooh. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. A, a Lumix SR1. Soft top. Um, <laughs> I'm sure someone's got one of those that we can that we can give away. They're not that good anyway. Um, anyway, thank you so much for watching. Um, give us your pub names. And uh, we will see you all in two weeks' time. Two weeks' time, yeah? Two weeks' okay. time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. two weeks' time. Bye-bye. See, see you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you